to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. No, it's not. Gus Kattengill is still MIA in New England. This is Corey Glore, the voice of the Tulane Green Wave, filling in for Gus Kattengill here on the Sports Hangover, ESPN New Orleans, ESPN 100.3. Hi, folks, coming to you live from Yeoman Stadium on the campus of Tulane University. Intern Jordan sitting alongside as well. Hello, sir. How you doing, Corey? Thank you for filling in for Gus today. Hey, thank you. I'm terrified. I'm nervous. I'm going to burn this thing to the ground, and you're going to be left with the ashes tomorrow when Gus finally returns. I mean, there really wasn't much left to begin with, so, I mean, as much as you can burn, just go ahead and burn it. Gus will be back tomorrow. That's the plan. He is en route from Vermont, where he had some cousins graduating. Is that correct? Did yeah. I have that right? In Burlington, Vermont. I, I also, like I've been saying the past couple of weeks, I also graduated a couple of months ago, did not have a Gus Cattengill appearance. No. And I only live 40 minutes away from New Orleans. Yeah, you just graduated, and now you're back on a college campus. So you're never escaping. No, I'm, I, it just feels like a never-ending hellhole. Well, uh, <laughs> Tulane University, lovely university. It is, is, it they, is a lovely university. They employ me. Uh, and we're sitting here in the, uh, the First Horizon bunker suite inside Yeoman Stadium. We are not terribly far away from Tulane football getting started. And, and here's the deal, since I've been given the reins of this show, uh, and I asked Gus, is there anything you'd like me to do? And he said, nah. And so uh, we're doing a two-lane takeover here on a Tuesday. And so strap in, folks, because we got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six two-lane head coaches swinging by here over the course of the next three hours. We're inundating you with wave. Uh, and you're going to love it because I'm here and I'm going to take you through the next three hours here on the Sports Hangar. So, so coming up here at 12.15 in just about 13 minutes' time, uh, Ron Hunter, head coach of Tulane men's basketball, swing by. And then 1 o'clock, Willie Fritz, head coach of Tulane football, will join as both of those school, both of those programs are already starting their summer camps right now, as is Lisa Stockton with Tulane women's basketball. She'll be by at 1.30. And then 2 o'clock, hold on, because we got a lot of guests swinging by. Jordana Price, the brand-new head coach of Tulane volleyball. Their schedule just came out yesterday, and so we'll talk to her about that and how she's getting her feet wet here in Uptown New Orleans. Jay Ullman, who is a very recent guest here on the Sports Hangover, brand-new head coach of Tulane baseball. We'll catch up with him. He's on the road right now. And then Charles Higgins, Tulane sailing coach who just won a national championship for Tulane a couple of weeks ago. He'll be here at 2.30. In between all that, we're going to talk about a little NBA Finals. Saints mandatory mining camp has started uh, out in Metairie, and we're just going to we're going to have some fun. And if we got time, we'd love to hear from you. 800-998-1003 is the number. Jordan's alongside. He's keeping an eye on that. Buddy's back in the studios. He's keeping an eye on everything going there. We got some questions going on Twitter right now. Uh, first of all, Jordan, I do want to ask you, uh, uh, mini camp has started, mandatory mini camp. Uh, can you give an, an update for the fans right now about anything exciting that's going on in Metro? Yeah, actually, a few people over on Twitter says, Blake Gillikin is punting. And it looks good. Ah, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Three days here of mandatory mining camp. Uh, I think that the good news that's come out of that is that everyone who's healthy is there. And we'll touch on this as we go here as well, which means no one's holding out yet. There are some guys that are looking for long-term deals that are there, which is good to see. And a nice smooth start so far here for Dennis Allen as he starts this week of mandatory mining camp. We will talk NBA Finals Game 5 because I'm doing this show. I actually sat down and watched Game 5, most of it yesterday. Um, some of it was entertaining. Uh, I uh, and I, uh, Golden State won by ten. It was really not that close in the fourth quarter for most of that, and then it kind of Boston hit a couple of shots when they felt like it down the stretch. Uh, Andrew Wiggins' game that was him taking over uh, to get Golden State one win away from an NBA championship, which boy they have desired for just months now. Um, and uh, and so we'll talk about that here as well. I, I, I've made it pretty clear I haven't watched a ton of the finals because uh, frankly every time i i look on twitter people are complaining about how ugly the games are 
And I felt like that was the case again yesterday, except for about a five-minute stretch in the third quarter and starting the fourth quarter, what was like actually entertaining good basketball. Yeah, I mean, Curry didn't have a good game whatsoever. He went 0 for 9 from three-point range, and I think that's just going to spike a fire in him, uh, spark a fire in him even more come game six, and the Boston Celtics are going to have to do a lot more to control Andrew Wiggins, like you said, and kind of the, the, the remaining cast. But outside of Stephen Curry, even though they did kind of just contain him to 16 points, they let role players and other players around kind of get going. It doesn't bode well for the Celtics if Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 for 3 and you lose by 10. And there was really only one quarter in which he played very well in, and that was the third. Uh, ever, the first half was pretty rugged, and then they couldn't miss a shot in the third quarter and actually took the lead at one point, and then Golden State. That, that bank three at the end of the third by Jordan Poole kind of reset the whole game it felt like i think there's i think there's definitely a lot of talk going on social media right now about the amount of fouls that there were in that game and you kind of mentioned it before the show it's amazing how many calls that the golden state warriors are getting but when they don't get them they're, they're still whining about it well and the celtics are are the worst at that like and this is like every time Ime Udoka takes a podium he complains about the officiating and that's a first-year head coach who needs to ease off the gas pedal. He's got his team in the finals. Like, he, you can't have cake and eat it, too, uh, with a team as talented as that. And with Marcus Smart flopping all over the place now, they got a ton of flops called against them yesterday. Jordan Poole still act like he got hit in the face there late in the third. He did have that amazing, close. he did have that amazing three-point shot at the end of the, at the end yeah, of the first that, half. That changed the game. I mean, that, that bank at the end of the third quarter, if that doesn't go in, uh, the, I feel like the whole trajectory of the fourth changes, but that just, that changes, that, that changed everything there. But it, it's, for a team as talented as Boston is, and for a group of guys that are pretty easy to get behind with the exception of Marcus Smart, um, boy, it's hard to really enjoy watching them play when all they're doing is flopping all over the place and then complaining. I mean, that fourth quarter, they spent so much time whining to the officials about what they weren't getting called. Uh, that it's just like that seems hard to love, and so it's making me love Golden State, which I have no interest in doing. But. I will say, you're, I will agree with your point that you made a few minutes ago. With there was only one interesting, interesting part of the game, and that was um, during I think the, either the later half of the third quarter or the four, during the fourth quarter when the game was basically tied up, and then all of a sudden, the Golden State just went on an absolute tear. Yeah. And I feel like that was the most entertaining part of this entire series so far. But and there hopefully, was... the, 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 hopefully Boston could win Game Six, force it to a Game Seven, and actually see something entertaining where it's a close game down to the buzzer. There and there is actually like a good stretch of good basketball, like honest good ball movement and everything. And I don't want to sound I, I'm starting to sound like I'm old and crotchety about this, and I I'll, I'm fine with modern day NBA. But, boy, there was, I mean, the most of that second half was just ISO pull-up jumpers and bricking threes, and, and it was just like, when threes aren't going down in modern-day NBA, this is something, I, when I sat in with Gus last week and you were alongside Jordan, we talked about, if those threes aren't going down, then that's that's hard to watch. And that was a lot of that game yesterday. But, uh, and Draymond did his thing, trying to get the ball. And that's the what I literally was about to say, that was probably one of the more entertaining parts was him diving into the crowd, going yeah. after a ball and falling over this one pedestrian. So I feel like I'm probably in the minority when I look at what's happened so far in those first five games, and I don't see a lot of uh, excitement in there. Even the last two games have been pretty close and, and interesting down the stretch. I don't know. There's something about it that just hasn't latched into me just yet. Now it's got at least one more game to try. And for some reason they're playing that Thursday. Like they're taking two more days off, and then they'll play again Thursday. You gotta let it. You, you gotta let it. You, gotta let it breathe. Yes. Let the news cycle take over. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you can't be having back-to-back games like every other day. We're oh, just gonna. It's just gonna does. be burned out. Yeah, hockey does that. Did you even know the Cup final starts tomorrow? No, I, I. I'm actually kind of. I've been keeping up with it, but not the last round. Not this last round, but like before. So do you that. know who's playing in the final? No. Okay. But I like I haven't been keeping up with that much, but I've watched. Uh, you have until the end of the show to figure out who's playing in the cup final. It starts tomorrow. Okay. Oh, you're just going to Google it right now, aren't yeah, you? I mean, w- w- it's not going to just come to my head. No, I, I don't want you to Google. I'm watching you here. I want you to, over the three hours, let's see if people drop hints to Is you. Is it the Rangers? 
uh, incorrect. They came close, but they did not advance to the cup final. Okay. Uh, that's Jordan, intern Jordan, uh, who is technically, uh, you're, are you technically still interning here? Well, they, they're calling me the graduate now. The graduate. Since I graduated. Yeah. I'm Corey Glore. I'm the voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, we got a lot of Tulane guests swinging by here, including Ron Hunter coming by in just about five minutes' time, the head coach of Tulane men's basketball. You've got some questions up on Twitter here for the fans out there. Jordan, what uh, what are you sending out to the masses right now that we want to hear from fans for? Yeah, so like we were just talking about the NBA Finals, as of now, who do you have winning Finals MVP through five games going on to six? You can comment. At ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. And the other question of the day is, what are you looking forward to seeing this week from Saints' mandatory minicamp? You could do that again at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. And Buddy will take your call in the LaRose studio and put you on with Corey and I. Yeah, we will have a couple open segments coming up starting at 1230. But coming up next, the fourth-year head coach of Tulane men's basketball, Ron Hunter. He's going to sit in and join us for the first of a deluge of Tulane guests coming up as Coach Hunter begins year four here in Uptown. They've got some workouts started already. And the man's excited. So we're going to touch base with him coming up after the break. He's joined us here in the Bunker Suite Yeoman Stadium. The two-lane takeover is fully underway here on the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra. Totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new. And we want your trade. And we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. from Vermont. Hopefully he makes it back for the show tomorrow because I've only been booked for today's show. I'm Corey Glore, the voice of the Tulane Green Wave, filling in here on the Sports Hangover and coming to you live from Tulane University and the Tulane Takeover here on a Tuesday begins in earnest now with the fourth-year head coach of Tulane men's basketball, Ron Hunter. Hello, coach. Fourth year. Man, what happened? I I, I didn't know it was fourth year. I to see, that's what COVID and hurricanes do. Sometimes I, it feels like four, doesn't man, it? Man, yes, it does. Yes, it does. My body feels like four years, but uh, glad to be here. How you doing? How man, are... doing great. Doing absolutely great. And, uh, you know, I was just walking over here with, uh, with Victoria and our SID and basically letting her know that, uh, 
you know, I, I'm ready for the tour, man. You're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the PGA Tour. I, things are going really well. Oh, you didn't have me on here talking no, about golf? No, no. I mean, oh, I've oh, oh, I I actually be- started becoming a big golf guy. Oh, yeah. I thought you wanted to talk about golf and my golf game and me replacing Tiger and all we of might. that. We okay. might. Yeah, I mean, they have openings now from what we've seen <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you are, you are dressed for the course right now, but you got some business to take care of here today. Uh, it's You've started summer workouts now and practices with your group, and I was able to sneak out there for a little bit last week. And uh, I walked up to you, and one of the first things you said to me was, I hate to tell you this, Corey, but we got better. Uh, so now that you've seen this group kind of together for a little bit, there's a lot of guys that are returning for you from a team that broke through last year quite a bit with a couple of new pieces. Now that you've seen this group in action for a little bit, what have been your early impressions about this team? Well, you know, when when we get to the point when you play your last game and, and, you know, I tell the staff and I tell my my players, there's only two things that can happen. You get better or you get worse. Uh, And when you're in sports, there's no such thing as staying the same. Even if you're bringing everybody back, you're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. And so uh, we needed some additions. We wanted to get bigger and stronger. We wanted to get some experience and we wanted to get some more scores. And, And we were able to hit on all of that and uh, added uh, three really good pieces to our program, and uh, the guys that uh, were in the program got better. And so uh, we're really looking forward to having a great, great year this year. And uh, and as you called, you know, last year was kind of a breakthrough year for us. But, uh, again, now we've got to kind of kick the door down and, and, and really make some noise. But uh, this is a very talented team that I've had. This is my 32nd year as a head coach and uh, probably the t- most talented team that I've had. And, and, and that includes those teams that won games in the NCAA tournament at Georgia State. So really excited about this group on paper. You know, we're really good, but we've got to be able to take it off the paper and, 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 and produce next year. It's been a couple of months since the season ended in Fort Worth, but the way that your team was able to latch a hook into this campus, into the student body, certainly, what that arena became as the year went along. It's something that when you first took the job here, that was a, a goal of yours, and then COVID ended that first season short, and then the weird second season for you where no fans were allowed. To, to see the program get to close to where you were hoping it would be when you took this job, what has it meant to you that this school, this fan base, has really rallied behind this program? Well, you know, it's it's really, you know, that's why I was joking about four years. I mean, it's been basically three years of just nonstop and, yeah. and trying to build the program. And, you know, when you take over a job, there, you know, you feel like there's there, there's there's a there's a stable things that you can kind of build on. And and unfortunately for us, we kind of had to start from 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 ground zero and kind of build it up. And this is a tough league to be to do that in. And so we've always kind of taken that measure mark of really Houston and trying to say, hey, listen, you know, that we, we've got to find a way to get ourselves close enough where we can beat Houston and you know, we, we get to the point where, you know, I felt like, we, you know, the first year we weren't competitive, we've become competitive. And I think now we finally feel like we've got a team that can not only compete with Houston, but can now be Houston. And that uh, and that's saying a lot because I think they're top five in the country this year. Uh, it just shows you how good this league is when you talk about Houston and Memphis and Cincinnati and some of those teams. But, um, you know, we we had to first learn how to compete. You can't go beat anybody until you can compete with them. And I think we've now we, we've done the competing, we've done the beating, we've beaten every team in this league but Houston since I've been here now. So uh, that's kind of that last part of it. But I feel good at where we're at. Uh, there's just it's been a lot of work. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, long days and long evenings, kind of getting this program where it's at. But um, we're we're to the point now where nationally we could compete and play with anyone in the country. Was there a point during last season in which this team? Finish a winning record in the American, and that's not happened since this program joined there. But was there a particular moment, a certain game that sticks out to you where in the back of your head you thought, that's it. That's where this team learned how to compete in this league, to win in this league. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was interesting. You know, we had a lot of great moments last year, but I thought the game at Wichita got to the point where we were, we, we won a game against a good basketball team and we didn't play well, but we found a way to win. And, when, you know, the, you know when you look at Sion and those guys that first year when they were all together, we lost those close games. And, you know, even early last year, we were, we were in there, we would lose those close games. That's the first one that we turn around and we, we figure out mentally we kind of got over the hump. And if you look and see what really happened to us right after that with the State, that's when really things started to kind of turn for us. And so uh, I thought that we needed something like that. But that's kind of the game where I thought, okay, at first I thought it was a Cincinnati game where we went in there and, you know, we played well. We had a lot of great moments, but it was after that Wichita State game where I thought, okay, we, this, this group has arrived and now we can really take off with our program. 
It's Ron Hunter, head coach of Tulane men's basketball, joining here on the Sports Hangover. That group that you talk about, you have Jalen Cook, who is back. He, he jumped into kind of flirting with the NBA draft this year, but he got some great advice, came back, and and, and is ready to go here for year two here. Jalen Forbes, you mentioned Sheon James, Kevin Cross. Those were kind of the crux of the team last year, the core of the team, and they all return here for this upcoming season. That group plays, one, a winning brand of basketball, as we saw, but two, a really fun brand of basketball. And now as we head into this year with some loftier goals in mind, and Mm -hmm. it's June, we're not Mm -hmm. in November yet, but what is the next evolution for that core with the style of play that they have here, the way that fans jump into rooting for this team and making that building as tough as it was to play in last year? Well, the next step for us is, is winning a championship and getting an NCAA tournament, um, and that's what we talked about. I mean, and, and that's something that, again, you know, it's kind of like when I was at Georgia State. You know, now now I feel like that we can re- really, really, truly compete for that. You know, it's always been the goal, uh, and it should always be the goal. Uh, but the reality is that we weren't quite there, you know, my, the first couple of years just trying to build the talent level. Uh, but we now have the talent. We've got the experience. And I've said before, I think that uh, the only thing that's going to hold this team back this year is coaching. If we can get the coach that actually can coach a team, I think we're going to be fine. we got the talent. We've got the experience. I just don't know about the coaching. We'll just have to figure out and see what happens with the coaching. And if the kids can overcome the coaching, we're going to have, we, we, we can have a great year. Well, this is the fourth try of getting this right here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's gone so wrong the first three years here for you. Uh, Ron Hunter's alongside. Uh, you mentioned some of the new pieces, yeah. and you didn't have a lot of voids to fill heading into this year, but who are the, the new names that as we – again, we're, we're five months out, but those five months are going to fly here yeah. before we get to the start of the season. Who are those new pieces that were so important for you to bring in? Well, I know, you know, from from our, our, our fan base, I think they'll probably be excited because we were, you know, everybody thought we needed a big. You know, my feelings about uh, the whole big thing. Yes, Percy Daniels is a really good player. He's a young player that, uh, of course, signed with Seton Hall. They had the coaching change, and, you know, we were able to get him. And he's a young, uh, physical player, uh, 6'9", 6'10", player that uh, I think is going to be tremendous at Tulane. Uh, local kid from, from Baton Rouge, and I think it's going to be tremendous. Uh, you know, then we got uh, Colin Hartman is a really, really talented player. Started uh, for for Georgetown uh, this past year, averaged about ten points a game. Uh, immediately, he will help us. I mean, absolutely immediately. Knows how to play. Typical, what I call now Tulane type of player. Can play multi positions. Can really shoot it uh, from the three. And then uh, we picked up what I uh, we needed a bigger guard. We wanted a with size that can that athletic, but also under has played in big games. And so we you know we were in to go get Trey Williams. Uh, start played a lot at Minnesota, uh, then transferred, uh, got hurt last year at Oregon State, graduated, and now is that you know will play for us this year at six five six six. So uh, those are all guys who who, are, who will play immediately. Now whether they start or not, we're not sure, but they'll get in a rotation immediately because of their talent level. Uh, we've increased our talent level over the summer. We had talented players, but we added a depth of. Uh, Three really good players, and when you do that to a team that uh, has great aspirations, again, it just it it, it adds all the excitement. Um, but more importantly, our guys believe they're good. You know, when I first took over this program, you know, we had the mentality like, well, we're, we're going to play hard, but they really didn't believe they were really good. And that takes over time. You got to have wins. You got to have a. You got to go through some things to get to that. And so that's what you know. What I see now, this team believes they can win a championship. They believe they should be in the NCAA tournament. They believe they're a good basketball team, and they believe those things not because it's just something they're talking about, but what they've gone through over the last couple of years. And they've experienced what it means to win in this league, win on the road in this yeah. league, and win close games as well. The number of close games this team yeah. played gave me a heart attack right. calling these games here, <laughs> and. and as you, you really crank up your summer workouts here, you have so much of these guys back. You sprinkle in a couple new pieces that is it kind of just like cracking open the book in the middle of a story here, like we're just picking up right where you left off, or is it still a little bit of an acclimation process to get these guys sorted out to where they need to be? Well, you know, uh, there you know every year is a new team. I don't care how much experience you got coming back or you had none. I mean, each each team is different, so it's a different team. We want to take our experiences that we had last year, good and bad, and apply them to this year. We want to get off to a faster and better start this year. Uh, knock on wood, there's no hurricanes that displace us for a whole month. But uh, what we want to be able to do is that we just want to keep getting better every day. We talk about having winning days. Uh, again, all those things will take care of, you know, March will take care of itself there. Uh, right now, let's just be the best basketball team that we can be today. Let's get better. Let's stay healthy. 
uh, which is going to be a big key for us in that regards. But just get better and, and, and enjoy and enjoy the process. You know, we talk about the process all the time. Uh, the games will get here, but the, the process is what I enjoy. At the end of the day, when you think about it, you're going to play 35 or 40 games, uh, but the process in between that to get to those things is what I, what I think is really rewarding. And that's what I'm excited about because up until this part, you know, building this program, I told you I came here for one reason. Um, I could have stayed at Georgia State. I came here to, to, to win games in the NCAA tournament, uh, to be in a multi-bid league. If, I, if not for that, then me coming here was a waste because I could have stayed at, at uh, Georgia State and got to the NCAA tournament. So uh, that's why I've worked so hard because, again, my goal was to come here and take – you know, I want to get to the Sweet 16. And I felt like I couldn't do that on a consistent basis at Georgia State. And so that's why I took this job. And so uh, for me, every day I wake up, it's about what am I doing as a coach to make sure that I can get us closer to that goal. And that starts this time of year, right? That's yeah. why, you know, when, when you walk into a June practice, you're about to practice here at about 30 minutes or so over at the Hertz Center. This is where you, you don't want to take for granted these moments right here in the summer coming up. And you're taking this team on a trip here in August as well to get them kind of exposed a little bit more and experience something new while playing basketball. But this time of year is when the, I guess you're, you're kind of laying the foundation, right? So when we get to October and things really crank up and then November when the season starts, you just hit the ground running. Yeah, you know, as, as I told our players when, when, when everyone came back, I mean, you're not you. You don't win. You don't win games and championships in the summer, but you can lose them. And what I mean by that is, is you got to be really smart about what you're doing. Basketball, as you know, is a long season. You know, you don't finish until the middle, uh, and hopefully, maybe even a late March. And so, you got to be really careful and be smart about what you're doing, especially when you're, you know, as you talked about, we're going to play a couple games internationally this year. So, uh, that's part of my job is to be smart about what we're doing right now. Uh, but the key is, like I said, I've always thought in the summertime is that get to the point where you know you you, you don't want to lose games right now. Like I said, you don't win them, but you can definitely lose games here in the summer if you don't take care of business. It's Ron Hunter, head coach of Tulane men's basketball. The one thing holding this program back, and you heard it from the man himself, <laughs> was the coaching. We'll see if that changes here in year four. Coach, thanks for swinging by. You and I will be spending a lot of time together here as we enter into the fall and then the winter, and first week of November is going to be here before we know it. I can't wait for it to start. All right, man. I appreciate it. Going to practice, and if you need me, I'll be uh, I'll be getting my ninth birdie on a hole 13. <laughs> Hit him straight. Uh, <laughs> hydrate. It it's is hot U- outside. So it's U.S. It, Open it, This just in. It's hot outside. Oh, is it hot? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I could tell the guy that I play golf with, I should get an extra – I should get a stroke because of my age. I should get extra strokes because of my age. A mulligan a hole. A mulligan a hole. Yeah, yeah, that's how I play. Okay. All right, we'll have to get that done. It's U.S. Open week, so you got to tune this up here before Thursday, and then you're going to be gone this weekend for – taking part of the U.S. Open. I get it. And then yeah. we're right back here leading this team to wins. That's it, man. Impressive Multitasking. That, that's, that's why you've been doing this for 32 years. Ron, thank right, you guys. for swinging by. We'll be talking. Appreciate later. you guys. Take care. Take care. There's Ron Hunter, head coach of Tulane men's basketball here at the Sports Hangover. The first of six Tulane coaches swinging by here on a Tulane Takeover Tuesday. A couple open segments coming up next here on the show. 800-998-1003. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you please. We got Tulane. We got Saints mandatory minicamp. We'll get an update from Jordan coming up after this. We got NBA Finals. We got golf. We got uh, Joker 2 is a musical. We got all that stuff. Yeah, it's stupid. So we'll talk about everything you want and more. Next two segments are free for you if you'd like to call it here on the Sports Hang. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Boost Mobile, you get the power of the iPhone SE when you switch, which means the power to stream your favorite shows, download all the music, the power to FaceTime your ex. It's over. Stop calling me. On second thought, don't call your ex. Get an iPhone SE for just $19.99 when you switch. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Phone offer limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. 5G not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com for details. And stop calling your ex. She doesn't want to hear from you anymore.
Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, it only takes 15 pounds of pressure to break a window. Something you probably do know, your neighbor practices chipping in the backyard. Something you probably don't know, a golf ball through your window would also take out your TV. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Corey Glor filling in for Gus Kattengau here on a two-lane takeover Tuesday on ESPN New Orleans, ESPN 100.3. Graduate Jordan back alongside here. We just had Ron Hunter on, head coach of two-lane men's basketball. Stay tuned at 1 o'clock. Willie Fritz, head coach of Tulane football, will swing by. We got Lisa Stockton of Tulane women's basketball at 1.30. A whole bunch more guests coming up in 2 o'clock as well. So we're coming to you live from Yulman Stadium on the campus of Tulane University. Uh, Jordan, we're seeing a couple of these are former Tulane football players getting some workouts in the field right now. We're sitting inside, and we can see the heat radiating off of this field surface, and it just looks miserable. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really glad that I'm in here and not out there. Uh, you know who was out there was Saints Mandatory Minicamp, first Ooh. day of that today. Do you have an update from uh, Airline Drive? Well, actually, Dennis Allen is speaking right now with the local media, and he is was just asked who was not there and who was there at practice, and he said there was 100% participation. Well, not participation, but there was 100% attendance. attendance there. Uh, Michael Thomas did not participate, but he was out on the field along with a few other players that – we're kind of injured, but they're there to view practice. So 100% attendance today. That uh, Everybody gets a gold star. Everyone gets a gold star on their sheet when they walk into the Saints practice facility. Yeah, they get facility. a smiley face. That's not all, though. Yeah, what do you got? Will Lutz is also out there signing autographs. That might be a question of the day. If you go out there one day this week, who who would you want an autograph from? Well, and, and Will being out there is good to see because he missed almost a full calendar year with a core muscle injury. Yesterday on social media, he said he was returning, and it was a very challenging year for him, but good to see him out there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, autographs. I mean, uh, we got a report that a punt went well. Yeah, punt. Yeah, the, the punt, Will Lutz and Blake Gilligan were looking good out there. That's one, all that was said. One of the questions you posted on, on Twitter for fans out there at ESPN Radio NOLA was, what are you actually looking for? What are you hoping to get out of these next three days of mandatory minicamp for the Saints here? Uh, we also have who's your pick for finals MVP, five games into the NBA finals uh, as well. So make sure you chime in on Twitter for your thoughts on uh, what – what are you particularly looking for, Jordan, for, for these three days of Saints minicamp? I think the fact that guys who could hold out aren't is a nice start, that you get your kicker back from a long-term injury, and hopefully that stays nice and calm this year because it definitely wasn't last year. Uh, and and everybody was there today to hang out, to have fun, to get some exercise. So, I mean, it, what is there anything in particular you are hoping to see? I guess I kind of mentioned it yesterday with Jack on the show, and it was seeing Tyra Matthew and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being out there on the field. Just that duo, how are they going to – how is their energy going to feed off of one, of one another? And are they going to get under other Saints players' skin, and is it going to lead to kind of a chippiness – from the offensive defense side of the ball. I know we see it every year during this time where you're in practice a few weeks and then all of a sudden, you know, players start to butt heads. So I'm looking to see what those two guys do on the field and this, their team chemistry. Well, and Gardner Johnson being around, that was one of the names floating out there. Where he's seeking a long-term deal, and so would he be like, like Terry McLaurin and Washington's going to sit out here because he's looking for a long-term deal. We see that every year 
where guys who are looking for longer contracts decide, nah, I'm going to sit out of a mandatory minicamp to try and push an issue here. But Gardner Johnson's not doing that. Deontay Hardy's not doing that. Everybody was there today, and if they were healthy, they were participating, according to Dennis Allen. And so, um, you know, a, a pretty smooth start so far, I would say. You got one of three days down of, of mandatory minicamp this week, and then you you hang out for a while, and then you – Come back and do it again. I mean, we're talking about middle of June here. Like, in early August, what are things going to look like over on Airline Drive? That's – call me when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, what I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Even I'm, – I'm more looking forward to um, preseason football than, you know, just kind of seeing what's going on with the team as of right now. I think that's when you really get your first true look at the team is when you when you have those first few games. And, and I guess you can say that joint practice with the Green Bay Packers is when you can kind of get a, a feel with how your team lines up against, you know, another team's offense and defense. 800-998-1003 is the number. We got a couple of open segments here up until the top of the hour, so feel free to call in, ask us your questions. What are you looking for from Saints minicamp this week? What are you looking for from game six of the NBA Finals, which is being played like next month? It's Thursday, but they're taking way too much time in between games right now. I'm an old man, like Jordan. This is what you're finding out. The games start at like 8.15. Eight yeah, yeah. Well, they now, say it starts at 8, and then it's usually 15 yeah, it's like minutes later. And, and I lived in the Eastern time zone for about seven years, and so it was even worse for me back then. Now that I'm back in the Central time zone, which is the best time zone to watch sports, and they're still starting at 8.15, uh, it's just it's killing me, dude. It's killing me. And then when, when games are – when the games have been not terribly uh, interesting to me, which is probably bad to say in a sports talk show – but let's call a spade a spade. I mean, there have been in five games of basketball, I'd say there have been about three good halves of what these five games have, have been. And then uh, the other bits of it have been bricking threes and complaining about officiating and Draymond doing whatever the heck he's doing. Yeah, I feel like the the main, I feel like there's the actual spectacle has been from the national media side of things and seeing Draymond going after national hosts. I feel like that's been you know, a more entertaining thing to watch than the actual game. Yeah, promoting itself. the and, podcast. Yeah, promoting yeah. the podcast and going after reporters. I feel like that's been more of the inter- – I've been more entertained from seeing that than watching some of these games. I know Legacy is a big part of this NBA Finals for Steph Curry and the Warriors to see if they're going to create a, a, you know, a dynasty over there. If they, if they win this one, I, I would put them in dynasty mode. But let me ask you this. The fact that – more has been, frankly, probably discussed about the stuff Draymond's doing and the off-the-court entities that maybe this is fueling for him and for the NBA. Is that a good thing, that that's kind of the, the primary story out of these finals so far? I, I feel like, you know, people get their storylines. You, you, you look at a storyline, you know, the way you want to look at it, people take things a certain way, so... From that kind of standpoint of, you know, looking at it, Draymond's, Draymond going after the national media in, in that sense, I don't, I don't know if it's a bad thing because I feel like both sides are kind of getting something from it. I feel like they're both getting what they want. So the games, like I said, haven't been interesting to me, but, you know, to, to another person that is my, that are just watching the league or just started watching the NBA for the first time, it, it might be something special to them. Uh, we're 38 minutes into the show. Have you figured out yet who's playing in the Stanley Cup final? It is the Avalanche and the Lightning. Yes. Someone correct. texted me and said the reason why you don't know is because no one cares in the South about hockey. And, and I found that out here as well. Like I, I, I'm from Illinois originally, and so hockey is a little bit more of my background. Uh, but as soon as I got here, I, there's not even a rink available here there's no, no indoor rink there even. used to be one over in covington like yeah. years back but that went away yeah and so truly there's no semblance of hockey no. interest in this city which i understand i mean it's not born and bred here and it has not uh, there was a minor league team that played here years ago but that that failed to exist much past a couple of years uh and so but i'm uh, but I'm, I'm glad that that starts tomorrow uh, I don't know where, but uh, 
yeah, so that that's also happening. We got golf later on this week as well. Uh, the U.S. Open. We just talked about that with Ron Hunter, who who is a huge golfer. I know. I was. I wanted to ask him if I could get his. Well, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure you have his number. So yeah, I can send it to you. I'm sure he'd appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I'll go out on the links with him, and we can go. Are you you a golfer too? Yeah, I've been trying to dabble a little bit more. Yeah, that's how I would explain my game too. I dabble, <laughs> and it's horrible. But I, I've only I've lived here for almost a year. I've only been golfing once in this city, and that needs to change. But it's a thousand degrees outside. Like well, you're from this area, right? Yes. Like I went golfing like twice over the weekend, and it was miserable. Yeah, like I, I, like I walked outside today to get a haircut for the show. Obviously, got it like dapper for the radio show. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm itching to golf, and then I go outside and I just start drowning. And it's uh, like I'm gonna have to get used to it here because I plan on being here for a long time. We're, we're sitting at my workplace right now, and I love working here. But man, alive, the Junes, Julys, and Augusts. Are uh, are a different animal. Here. No, we were talking about that on the way in into um, the stadium here, and it was it's like it, it's kind of a problem when you get in the car and you're, you're starting to sweat already, and then you you look at your phone and it says you can't use your phone because it's too hot. Yeah, in your car. I mean, it's uh, but listen, it, it's the deal. It it happens here, uh, and so I'm going to get used to it. Uh, there's no way around it. If uh, I'm going to be here, I'm going to get used to it. I'm very pale and, and chubby, and so I'm going to sweat a lot more. But this is something I had to wrap my head around almost right away when I moved here, Jordan. I moved here last July, uh, and I realized that there was no way I was going to be able to stop me sweating. And then I realized everybody sweats here. And so I was like, all right, fine. Like We're all going to look sweaty, and that's just going to have to be the deal. So... All right, Mr. Black is on the line. He has called in 800-998-1003. Mr. Black, the first to call in here on the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattengill, MIA, somewhere between Vermont and here. He'll be back tomorrow, but Mr. Black has called in the show. What do you got for us, sir? Well, I got today, if I go out there uh, to the training camp, I want to pin it. The new offensive lineman we pick in the first round, I want to get his autograph. Okay. That's the autograph I want to get. And so I got a message for the intern, I mean the graduate, Jordan. Don't forget me Thursday. Oh no, I'm gonna have your I'm gonna have your Monster Jam tickets with me. All right, now I'll be there Thursday. Yes, absolutely. I'll make sure to have those in hand, and I will hand them directly to you. I actually still have all of your information in my wallet, so I got you. All right, and another thing, you're doing all right coming for going Gus. Oh, I, thank I you. I will tell you're doing better than Gus, but Gus, Gus, Gus gonna get mad at me. Gus ain't listening. You can say whatever you want, Mr. Black. He is he is stuck in a plane somewhere. It's It was hell to get him up to Vermont. I mean, there's no way it's smooth sailing coming back either. He's yeah, but he's coming back, though. He's coming back, he yeah. And so this can stay be between back, us. You know? Like, I appreciate yeah, it. Uh, uh, and, yeah, yeah, I feel like I am doing better than Gus. <laughs> uh, yeah, have a good one, Al. And go ahead, Greenways, all day today. Thank you, Mr. Black. I appreciate it. Yeah, Gus is uh, – En route from Burlington, Vermont today. That is what we have been told. I got to get his flight number, and we could track it on that app. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, I uh, I try to not bug him a ton since he is still technically on vacation a little bit. Um, but, uh, I mean, it was absolute murder getting him up there. Yeah, right? his flight was canceled Friday. Then he had massive delay. Thursday. Uh, yeah, he had a massive delay Thursday. I think he was supposed to leave Wednesday night. Yes, Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Wednesday. And then Thursday. And then he finally got on a plane. But once he got on the plane and landed, that was canceled. Yeah. yeah he had a long a, layover a mess. in Washington. It's, it's been a week. It's, yeah. it's been quite a week. But uh, but I believe he's coming back today. I have not heard anything about me needing to host his show tomorrow. I'm not planning on it. But Mr. Black might want me back. So that's pretty cool. Hey, I'm I'm for anything. It's going to be day two of Saints training camp, yeah, uh, mandatory training camp. So, or mini camp. So we'll we'll have more information and we'll have more sound on that tomorrow or later today. Coming to you live from Yulman Stadium on the campus of Tulane University. This is Tulane Takeover Tuesday. Corey Glore, the voice of the Greenway, filling in for Gus. We got Willie Fritz coming up at one o'clock. Lisa Stockton at one thirty. Open segment heading the top of the hour. So feel free to call in eight hundred nine nine eight one zero zero three. The Sports Hangover here on ESPN New Orleans. Debbie just hit the wall. She never had it all. One Prozac a day. 
It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Eight hundred nine nine eight one zero zero three. the number to give us a call here on The Sports Hangover. Corey Glor filling in for Gus Kattengill, last substitute host of this uh, weekend here, this stretch of time. You've gone four days without Gus, uh, and uh, you've been very patient, very kind. And uh, I I cannot speak for ESPN New Orleans. I'm just sitting in. But, Jordan, maybe you can. Uh, We certainly appreciate all the ears out there. Who This is like when Johnny Carson would have a guest host and you turn it on. It's like, ugh. It's a bunch of compliments. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because people are so nice on Twitter. Um, But (laughs) Gus is is coming back. It was Graf and Maddie on Thursday. And then he had Jack Friday and And yesterday. Yes. Uh, and now here I am, uh, Corey Glore, the voice of the Green Wave, uh, carrying you through hour number one of this two-lane takeover edition of the Sports Hangover. Willie Fritz coming up here at 1 o'clock as he gets ready for year number seven here at Uptown. Two-lane football will kick off on September the 3rd. Uh, Jordan's going to start multitasking now. He's going to try and get some sound from Saints minicamp as that is now wrapped up. Dennis Allen has been talking to the media Everyone who was there and healthy uh, participated. Everyone who was there and not healthy were still there, it sounds like. Everyone was there, and so everyone gets a uh, snack before recess for 100% attendance uh, over in Metairie. First of three straight days of mandatory mini camp, and so far, uh, so good, it sounds like, here for Dennis Allen. We're going to hear from the man himself coming up a little bit later on. 800-998-1003 if you want to give us a call here as we get ready for Willie Fritz to jump on uh, at 1 o'clock. Game 5 of the NBA Finals happened yesterday. Golden State won by 10, 104-94. to 94. Uh, Before we do jump into that, Jordan, uh, the the Fisherman's Castle on Irish Bayou, you know that castle? Pretty. Oh, yeah. For, I haven't seen that in a while. It's up for sale. If you want a uh, 500 grand, it is available according to NOLA.com. So if we want to relocate the ESPN NOLA studios to Irish Bayou, I mean, I I'm, all for, really I'm all for it. I mean, we have to call Truck up and see if he's willing to buy it and, you know, kind of remodel it. Yeah. I'm more than down to live in a castle. We well, can bring Buddy over there and just set up shop there. I mean, think of how cool it would be to just bring people over to, to, to a castle. To the castle. Yeah, but yeah, it's available. Uh, if you got 500k line around out there, you can buy the castle in Irish Bayou. I'm sure a few of these Saints players uh, have enough money to do that. Sean Fazan, we obviously were not out there, so we don't, we didn't see 
everything that went on during day one of Saints mandatory minicamp. But Sean Fazan was out there and he posted stuff over on Twitter. So I'll read some of the top plays that kind of happened during oh, yes. today. Um, Winston hit Camaro on a wheel route for a big gain on seven on seven. I, I did see that video. It was it was quite interesting. And then Andy that Dalton was Winston to Camara on a seven on seven wheel route yes. for a big gain. We for don't a big have, game. We don't have the yardage. We don't. We do not have the yardage. All and right. then Andy Dalton hit Jarvis Landry for a touchdown during two minutes on a fade route. Oh, always love the fade. And then Granderson sacked Dalton during the two minute drill. If there's one thing I still trust Andy Dalton for, it's touch with the fade route. Everything else. <laughs> I mean, you got to say. I feel like there's a lot more trust in the backup quarterback position this year than we than we had last year after everything that happened, all the injuries. So I'm I'm glad that we have Andy Dalton on the team just in case anything happens to Winston this season. Well, you and I, we discussed this last week when I was briefly on the show with Gus over at uh, Frances, Francesca's by Katie's, uh, and I'm a Bears fan. And so let me tell you, I wish you all the best with Andy Dalton, and I wish you all the best as well, but I saw that. Well, he's, he's he's a he's a backup though. Yeah, but what did we see a lot last year? Not just with the Saints, pretty much half the league had yeah. their backups, and it, the whole season was pretty much predicated on who got through a season with a competent quarterback. And that's not going to be any different this year. And so, like, um, yeah, Andy Dalton is not going to be as bad as other backups around the league. For sure, uh, you won't want to get there. Yeah, for, I mean, for sure. And you kind of go, going back to the question of the day is, what do you want to see? I know I said Tyron Matthew and um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, just what they what they do, their team chemistry, you know, these upcoming days and then leading on into the regular season. But what about you, Corey? What do you want to see? I think you, you kind of mentioned it before the show. I didn't get too much detail from you, but just kind of the storylines that we were going into it. I know we already talked about kicker, but what are just some of the things that you want to see heading into this week? Well, it's, I mean, for me, it starts at the top. Like, players are one thing, but this is year one of down at Dennis Allen. And I know he is very well acclimated to that, to one side of the ball there. Now he's overseeing both sides of the ball. And so how much actually looks different from him now overseeing all facets of this team as opposed to just defense? That That's the kicker for me. New pieces are what get into Ron Matthews is, is great, and I think he's going to be a huge boost for this team. But... How much different does Dennis Allen start working in? Because, it, you know, you, do you start working things in now here in mid-June? You start at least laying the groundwork for it. And then you see what guys are truly capable of doing, new or old. But this is his team. And now he's going to start putting his fingerprints on this team now. Now that he has everybody there. Right. And, and you've been around a bunch of different, you know, whether it be, like you were saying, over in Illinois calling – Doing a, hosting your own show a few years back, or now this being the voice of the Green Wave. You've been around coaches. Just whenever a coach takes over for a new position, or someone that you know was basically in the Hall of Fame and Sean going to be in the Hall of Fame and Sean Payton. I mean, how do you get the players to buy into that? Yeah, and I think what's helpful is that you have Dennis Allen already there, entrenched with, with you know a third of this team. And so it's not going to be a tough sell for that side of the ball. And it shouldn't be a terribly tough sell for the other sides of the ball here. But what's like, it's more about just strategically, foundationally, what is Dennis Allen changing? And what does he start working in that we didn't see under Sean Payton? We got a caller on the line. Lee is holding on here, 800-998-1003. Lee, welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? What's going on, buddy? Hey, John, how you doing, my man? How you doing, Lee? graduation. Thank you. Appreciate right. that. Hey, I was calling. Let me tell you um, the thing y'all put out there that prompted me to call. What I want to see more than anything, and I think James noticed because he's been working with Drew, you know, working under Drew for two years, and he knows Drew. I mean, if anything, I think he Drew taught him how to become a professional. And the thing I want to see more than anything is I want to see time on test. That's what we've been hearing about from Drew, you know, with, with you know those throws that he makes when he drops the ball on a dime. Sometimes he could throw, he could throw a pass without looking because he knows Mike Thomas gonna run the precise route. He said, "What happens when when that happens and you're able to click like that? It's called time on tap. He knows 
the route to run, you know, the right steps, you know, the proper break, the whole nine yards. And Drew already knew where he's going to be before he throws the ball. So sometimes he could throw the ball without seeing Because, you know, he was saying 60 to 70, he's only six, he was only six foot. 60 to 70 percent of the time, he can't see his guys he's throwing to. He's just got to trust that they're going to be there. And the only way that happens is you got to have time on hand. So with Jameis, my biggest thing with Jameis is I want to see him develop a rapport with those receivers. And, and championships are won right now. This is what championships are won. The season, when training camp starts, it's too late. Training, when training camp starts, already too late. That's the only thing that bothers me about Mike Thomas not being out there. But you know what? Mike Thomas is professional. Mike Thomas is a great talent. Mike Thomas knows what to do. But it's still those reps. I think those reps, James got to feel him running those routes. He's got to feel it. So when he released the ball, he knows Mike's going to be right there. You know, that's my only concern. But what I'm what I'm hoping that with, with Jarvis and with Alave and with everybody, Callaway and with uh, Traquan Smith put up a shut-up time, you know, if he's not careful, he won't make it out of training again. Lee, do you think I want to more see time of, on task from these receivers. Do you think it's more that's about uh, the – do you think it's more about Jameis kind of elevating – professionally, you know, between the ears, or is it because of all the time he's missed with his injury? Is that is that another side of this where you need to see how fluid he looks getting back into the swing of things now with some new receivers to throw with? Absolutely. Yeah, all of the above. And But I think, like I said, um, the training, all of this is important. The mini camps, the whole thing, to me, is very important. And I think the receivers have been there. You know, he's, I think he's already developing a rapport with Jarvis. Um, from what I can hear, he, Alave, he looks great with Alave already. He already dialed in on the deep ball. So he's working from, from he's working back from touchdown to checkdown, which is good. You know, when you got a young guy, you know, they want to stretch the field, we'll make sure he can do that. Okay, now we, we establish that you can stretch the field, James can hit you on the deep ball. But we're not throwing, we're not throwing 10 deep balls a game. We might throw four or five the whole game. So... Work back and touchdown to check down with a young guy, which is good. I want to see him work more with the intermediate with Jarvis, the intermediate with uh, Traquan, the intermediate with, you know, with Olave. And I want to see that develop more than anything else. Now, and I, I'm confident that it will because, you know, I think Pete Carmichael, <coughs> his genius, I think his genius is going to be, okay, let me put these plays in. I know James run really well. We're going to emphasize these particular plays for my offense. And <clears throat> he's going to develop a game plan around James' strength. And I, I trust him to do that. I trust him to do just that. And uh, that's most of when I go to training camp, if I'm going out there and I'm watching, that's what I want to see. I want to see how these guys are developing. I want to see no balls hitting the turn. None. None. At no time. The only time I want to see a ball hit the turf is if the defensive guy come up and make a play. If the defense is bad, the ball. But I don't see nobody dropping the ball. I don't see James throwing somebody because they didn't take. They took false steps. That type of stuff. I need to see Chris. I need to see one seven on seven. One two three. Back foot. Ball gone. One two three. Back foot. Ball gone. One two three four five. Back foot. Ball gone. That type of stuff. That, that lets you know when the time on task is working. When you see the ball not hit the ground and everybody's out there fluid, that's what I'm looking for. If I'm going to minicamp, I'm looking for no no drop ball. I'm looking for no balls hitting the turf unless the defense is making a play. Well, we know they hit a wheel route. We did get that report. Uh, we got uh, Jameis to Camara for a wheel route for a big game. That was a live report. Uh, so, yeah, I, so uh, thanks for the call here, Lee. Before you go, uh, if, you're go, if you go to minicamp at all, who's the one player you want an autograph from? Because Will Lutz was signing autographs play- today. Yeah. <laughs> the one player that I would want an autograph from. You know what? I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The one player I would want an autograph from is Demario Davis. Because I, I, I truly think he's the heart and soul of the team right now. With Drew being gone, Mario, Demario Davis is the unquestioned leader. And I think it's him and Cam Jordan, one and one is. But I already have Cam autographs, so it would be Demario. I got Cam's autographs. And I think Demario and Cam are the unquestioned leaders of this team. 
uh, not just defense, offense, the whole nine. And I think Jameis is going to step into that role at some point. I'm looking for that to happen. And once that happens, man, this kid, man, I think we're going to get we're going to get rewarded for not giving up on him. Lee, thanks for the call. I, Stay I, cool, I here, bud. That. So a good couple of choices there for autographs. Buddy. Yeah, and he brought up two names in Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. Um, we'll get into this. Pete Prisco's top 100 players. Oh. I looked up all the 100 players, found all the Saints that were in that 100 list, and we'll talk about them a little bit more later on in the show. Hour two coming up here on the Sports Hangover. It's a two-lane takeover with yours truly, Corey Glor. And coming up next, Willie Fritz, head football coach at Tulane Green Wave Football. He's supposed to be swinging by here at Yeoman Stadium. We'll talk to him coming up in hour two of the Sports Hangover here in ESPN New Orleans. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase